The Propcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest, the SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet and of course football bingo is back this time for the nfl christmas day slate free to play and every bingo gets a 100 sgpn gift card exclusively on the sgpn app Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the PropCast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Yeah, you're right. You don't hear Moonoff's lovely tones welcoming you into the PropCast. It is me, Rod Gomez, flying solo on the hosting tip today, but I've got a backup man that, uh, you know, Moonoff's under the weather, so we wish him the best, uh, but we'll bring in Ryan McIntyre. You know him from the NFL Gambling Podcast. You know him from the PropCast when Moonoff hits big, when he's the co-host and not me, and then, Ryan, you do the college football one as well, right, here on the SGPN? Uh, college basketball, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's different uh, having a Friday show with you, Rod. Usually we're together on the Monday show recapping all the action. So on the different side here, previewing the action, giving out some props. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a different house. I mean, we're just basically in a different house. And in fact, you're in a completely different house right now. So it's exactly. all it's all apropos for you. But we're uh, yeah, we're, we're you recognize us from the NFL Gambling Podcast, but now we're here on the Propcast, and of course we have got a fantastic two day slate of football. You know, this is what I love about December in the NFL, Ryan. They're in such a giving mood. They give us two days or three days, as it were, of Thursday and four days, actually, of football. This is this is the giving mood for the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, it is the giving season. Uh, wishing everybody a Merry Christmas, safe travels this weekend. And uh, it's going to be fun football this weekend because it's going to be cold everywhere. The weather's not going to be good. So a lot of running the football and defense, which is uh, a little old school this weekend, I think. I feel like we're going to see a return to that gridiron just mentality that we've seen years past. Uh, and yeah, hopefully all of you guys out there are staying uh, safe. You're staying warm. I know there's a lot of folks that just have, have shut down the entire city uh, to hunker down for, for what's to come. California, not so much. We're not necessarily enjoying the sunshine, uh, but we're definitely not freezing. I mean, look, it's 40 for us. That's freezing. So kudos to you out there who are in negative 20 right now. <laughs> I was about to say, it doesn't get uh, usually in the freezing temperatures in San Fran area. No, not even a little. Well, I mean, look, it's it gets 30 degrees. You, there's there's <laughs> points. And then, in fact, it does snow in the northern parts. So, again, uh, we digress. Anyway, we got a full Saturday and then a, a three-game Sunday slate. So here's what we're going to do for this week's PropCast. We are going to give you five props that cover both days. Uh, normally, we give you three, especially for the Thursday night. And normally, on a, on a full Sunday slate, we'll give you a few. But we're going to give you five props each 
that uh, that cover Saturday and Sunday. And then, of course, we'll give you an anytime TD from Saturday and an anytime TD from Sunday. So this is going to be sort of a faster-paced uh, prop cast than you're used to, only because we're giving you a, a ton more props. We're in the giving mood, and we want you to unwrap a lot of money on Saturday and Sunday uh, thanks to these props. So, Ryan, I'm pretty sure we're, we're stocked to the gills and ready to go. You got some good ones identified for us? Yes, I do. Do you want me to lead it off? Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's go. Moonoff usually gives it to me first, but since I'm hosting, I'll, I'll give it to you, Ryan. Lead us off. Well, I appreciate it. You're in the giving mood in the holiday season. I will go to New England, and I will go under 21 and a half pass completions for Mac Jones. I think it's going to be cold in New England. Uh, you look at what Mac Jones just did last week. He was 13 to 31. I don't think they throw the ball a lot in this game. I think it's a ground and pound game with Stevenson. Ball control, keep Joe Burrow on the sideline. So I'll go under 20 or 21 and a half completions for uh, Mac Jones. Well, look, and we saw Tom Brady get frustrated last week by this Cincinnati defense. And it's, it's, you know, it's a tough situation, right? For him, for Mac Jones to be in. So I, I definitely don't see a whole lot of, of potential for Mac Jones and in and of itself, tell me, right. Is Mac Jones impressive at all? That that's my question. Really? No. No, no, I agree with you, and and the elements just add to it as well. They clearly don't trust Mac Jones a lot because, I mean, it, the whole Patricia experiment's been a nightmare this entire year. So, um, and then with the weather, it's just it's going to be a very heavy dose of uh, Stevenson and uh, Harris tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, and again, that's that's even if they stay on the field long enough because like I said, Cincinnati's defense really gave Tampa Bay fits last week. And the first half was one story, but then the second half just completely, you know, they, they tightened up and annihilated uh, the, the Buccaneers. So I, I definitely think Mac Jones, you know, look, if, if Tom Brady can get that frustrated, think of what they could do to Mac Jones, uh, no that, doubt. that pass rush. Um, all right. I love it. I love it a lot, and I think that that's a, a, a good, solid start to our props. Um, I'm going to go with another quarterback, uh, and I'm going to take Justin Fields. Let's go to Chicago. Uh, I think it's going to be his rushing yard total right now is set at 74 and a half yards. I waffled on this one on whether or not to take the under, but then I remembered it's Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has done some incredible things against it doesn't matter what defense he's been playing lately, especially on the ground setting records left and right, right? He's the first, what, he's the first quarterback in a while to rush for a 1,000 and pass for a 1,000, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how long it's been um, off the top of my head, but, you know, you look at the, the past performances that he's had over the last few weeks, 95 against Philly last week, 71 against Green Bay, Green Bay, 85 against Atlanta, 147 against Detroit, 178 against Miami. I mean, these are running back one numbers that we're talking about. And in, in some cases, running back two, good, solid running back two numbers for a quarterback. I understand that the Bills have a, a much tighter defense against the run uh, than most other defenses that he's been playing. I mean, Buffalo in and of itself overall is only allowing 106 rushing yards per game. And, but they got torched <laughs> a, yeah. a few weeks ago. So I have a feeling that uh, Justin Fields can do a little bit of damage against, uh, against this Bills defense. Yeah, no, and yeah, this is another weather game. I mean, they're calling for high winds in Chicago, and uh, I mean, it's crazy to take a over on a quarterback of 74 and a half yards, but the guy's an animal, and he just continues to produce. So yeah, I like that play as well. 
I didn't I didn't want to take the over. Like I felt like the over was just a trap, but I kept looking into the stats and I thought I can't not take the over on this because he just he has the potential. And I mean, look, Montgomery's not getting that many carries, right? Overall and like Herbert's in the mix a little bit, but it just this team belongs to Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I, he's just, he's electric, man. I mean, he he single-handedly kept him in that Eagles game last week. We see it week in and week out. Um, he just makes things happen. It's, it's like recess football with him. Like, play <laughs> breaks down, and he just rips off a 50-yard run. Like, I don't – other than maybe RG3 and Colin Kaepernick, like, I don't remember a quarterback breaking off a 60-, 70-yard run. Like, and he's had multiple this year. I You know, I remember when Kaepernick was in his prime – uh, yeah. the first couple of years that he was with the Niners and, and those, he would make those plays on the regular. And it was just like, yeah. you were waiting for it. You knew it was going to happen once. It just matter still when. happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, all right, Justin Fields over 74 and a half. This one's at minus minus one fifteen. shop around though. Uh, see if you can find a better line if you like, but, uh, all right, Ryan, what do you got next? I, I'm going to the same game I just had, and it's kind of I'm doubling down on my theme for the weekend. Uh, R- Ramondre Stevenson, I'm going over 63 and a half yards rushing. So obviously, I think New England's going to run the ball heavy on Sunday. And this guy went for 172 last week. I'm not really sure why they didn't run the ball more with him. Um, looking at what he did against the Vegas Raiders. He had 172 uh, yards on what 18 carries. I think he. I think this game he gets close to 30. This is a must-win game for the Patriots. Uh, obviously, everybody saw how that game ended last weekend. As long as they don't start lateraling the ball while they run the ball, I think they'll be all right and they'll stay in this game. So, uh, do or die game for New England. I think they go back to the running game, back to the roots of uh, New England. Bill Belichick football in December. So, uh, I think he gets. I think he gets over 100 yards. So, I, I actually would like this as a potential best bet as well. You know, and that's what they need to get. They absolutely need to get Ramondre Stevenson going. No Damian Harris, right? I mean, it's just, he needs to be the guy. Uh, And and he's proven that he can be the guy. So you got to give him more touches. It frustrates me when you have a player that's playing well and you don't give him opportunities. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't get it. Like, New, New England, when they've had success this year offensively, has been from running the ball. And I thought they were good last year. Off, Like, they were top 10 offense last year with, I know, Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator, and now they have Patricia as the defensive coordinator calling the plays. But it's because it stemmed from them being able to run the ball and set a play action for Mac Jones. So I think they go back to that this weekend. Um, I actually think I uh, picked them as my dog as uh, in the show with uh, – J Mark the other day because I really think this is uh, that desperate New England spot in in December where we've seen him come through so many times over the years under Bill Belichick. Well, again, just like you had brought up with the Raiders, if they do that, if they give him another 19 carries and he rips off another 172 yards, uh, one, you cash this prop, and two, uh, New England probably stands a good chance of winning, yeah? Yeah, uh, just don't give Jacoby Myers the ball at the end of the game and say throw it 20 yards backwards to uh, your quarterback in a jump ball situation. <laughs> uh, I still feel bad for that guy. He definitely, uh, at least he owned it, though. I, I, I do appreciate that. So It's the single dumbest play I've ever seen in my life. I, I keep seeing it, and I'm like, did he really just do that? It's the single There's dumbest no- play Jacoby Myers has seen in his life, and he did it, right? 
<laughs> he probably and then Mac Jones insult to injury. He, Mac Jones just gets thrown like a rag doll by Chandler Jones. It was, I mean, oh, insult to injury, like you said. That stiff arm was beautiful. I, 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 <laughs> it, that belongs in the Derrick Henry pantheon of stiff arms. If you, if you ask me, no doubt. Uh, okay, so I am going to go to uh, New England. Well, not New England, Tampa Bay, formerly New England. <laughs> Tom Brady hasn't been in New England forever. Uh, I'm going to take Tom Brady, uh, but I'm going to take Tom Brady under his 269 and a half passing yards. This one is at minus 115. Tom Brady's rattled, guys. I, I, I yeah. just, he's not the guy that he was. I don't ever expect him to be that guy again. But, I mean, he's a far cry from what he used to be. So, 269 is, is his total. I get that last week he threw for 312 against the uh, the Bengals. But he had 253 against the Niners, which is a tough defense, right? He had 281 against the, the Saints. But, I mean, that he put the ball up 54 times in that game. But 246 against Cleveland, 258 against uh, Seattle. He has not looked good. All right, let's just put it this way. He has not looked good all season long. Very rarely has he made it over 270 yards uh, of total passing. Arizona, to their credit, has actually only averaged 250 yards passing a game to quarterbacks overall. So they're actually, uh, and really over the last three, they've only allowed 209 passing yards uh, per game to over the last three games, which has put them... Somewhere in that top 15, somewhere in the top half of it. So they've been playing better defense lately. And I mean, look, again, Tom Brady, he's just not looking like himself. And it's not like he's getting help from his receivers. You know, Mike Evans, you see him all the time looking frustrated and, and pissed off. Godwin, I, I don't know. He feels indifferent to me. <laughs> he's, he's getting passes, so he doesn't really care yeah, what's going no on. Uh, but they got to run. Right, they've got to get Rashad White going. They've got to get Leonard Fournette going. They've got to get back to to what makes them successful. And right now, it's not Tom Brady. Yeah, no, I like this play, Rod, and you touch on it. I like it because when Tampa started playing a little bit better, when they beat Seattle over there in Germany and uh, came back and beat the Rams as well, it's because they were running the ball. And for some reason, they've gotten away from running the ball. Um, and and Tom Brady over the years, his his best teams are setting him up off play action as well. And I think it's a get-right spot as well for uh, this Tampa Bay run attack. I mean, you look at what the Broncos did last week. The Broncos can't score on anybody, and they were able to go for, what, uh, 24 carries for 130 on on these on this Cardinals defense. This Cardinals team has quit under Kingsbury, so I think it's, a, it's kind of a conservative game plan, I think, where they just run the ball and go get a win and stay alive in that division race, that NFC South that everybody loves to watch. Just, I cannot believe that this is that close. I mean, we're still talking yeah. about who's going to win, and everybody's under five hundred. Yeah, no, it's 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 some bad football, but hey, you know what? They will. The winner will host a playoff game. <laughs> I look. I know that that's how everybody felt about the NFC West a few years ago. So I, I just I can't talk a whole lot of shit. Yeah, no doubt. Um. All right. Well, I uh. Yeah. Let's move on to your next one, Ryan. Uh, this one's in honor of Moonoff. Uh, Derrick Henry, what does he do? He owns the Houston Texans. Uh, his last four games, 219, 250, 212, 211. That's like video game numbers. Currently, he's only at 109 and a half, I'm seeing. I'm hammering the over. 
I I think he goes for close to 200. I think the volume of carries is going to be there as well. I mean, every time that they play Houston, uh, he go he gets at least 30 touches. So I think it's the same thing again. And maybe he doesn't go for 200 this time because Houston is playing better. But still, he's going to go over 109. Malik Willis is the quarterback with Tannehill. We saw last time Malik Willis played, they literally don't throw the ball. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the over on Henry in a game the Titans need to have as well. Can, I I mean, I'm not going to fault you for taking a line. I just don't understand how bookmakers let that go. I mean, it's it's like yeah, they probably were just looking at the last few games for him in total and were like, okay, yeah, 109 sounds good. It, no one did any digging yeah. to see that he absolutely just runs wild over the Texans and just owns yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's over 200 yards each game. Not not uh, uh, cumulative over the last four games. Each game he's over 200. It's it's stupid. I mean, literally, he takes out whatever rocket shoes he's got for his games against the Texans, and it doesn't matter road or away either, right? It's I mean, it's literally all those games are just back and forth, and it doesn't matter where he's at. He just runs against the – and we, didn't we take – I feel like we took one uh, earlier in the season, or or maybe it was – yeah, I got to feel like it was earlier in the season when um, when they played and, and Munoff took the same prop and it, like, cashed yeah. in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I took this one for Moonoff. Moonoff, uh, it's sneak peek. Check out our lock dog and tease graphic tomorrow on the NFL Gambling Podcast. But Moonoff will have a Derrick Henry prop in there, probably as his best bet. It's going to have to be. And I, again, at yeah. 109, I mean, that's just dangling free money at your face. I, yes. I honestly yes. can't even imagine that not hitting. Uh, yep. Okay, great. Solid. I love it. And I, and I want to see it hit. Maybe, maybe. Maybe they should give you double if he hits two two eighteen. Yeah, yeah, I think I I am with you. I think he's got a chance to double this uh, prop. So yeah, I mean I'm definitely on the over in this one. Man. All right, one ten is attainable for Derrick Henry against the Houston Texans. He'll probably still be running against them uh, when yep. when the day's done. Uh, all right, I'll move on to mine. Uh, I'm going to take Jarek McKinnon, but I'm going to take his receptions at over. Three and a half. I love it because the over is at plus money. You can find it at plus 135. Again, we encourage you to shop around for whatever lines uh, you can find that may be better than that. But uh, right now, plus 135 is the best I can find it for his receptions. Man, listen, if if nothing else, last week gave you an absolute warm and fuzzy about Jarek McKinnon. If you're a fantasy manager of Jarek McKinnon, like me, you are absolutely thrilled about that last play of the game because that pretty much probably won you your entire week. Uh, yep. yep, so that happened, uh, and that was amazing. But more important than that, over the last two games especially, and, and, and three of the last four, McKinnon's had at least three receptions. Okay, Now, I know the number here to beat is three and a half, but if you listen to the, to the targets at least, six targets against the Rams, eh, only two against Cincinnati, but... You know, again, that was Cincinnati. He didn't necessarily have to do that much work. But nine against Denver, eight against Houston. So in back-to-back weeks, he's had at least eight targets. Eight catches against the Houston Texans, seven catches against the Denver Broncos. So in the last couple of games, they've been utilizing him a lot in that little swing pass, little swing pattern. And listen, you know that Andy Reid loves him some swing passes to his running backs, right? That That's the bread and butter of that offense. And and Mahomes, for, for what it's worth, anytime he's out there on the field, McKinnon, 
that's that's like one of the first. If it's not Kelsey, then it's it's McKinnon in the checkdown. So um, as evidenced by the fact that he's had what seventeen targets over the last couple of games, I see that continuing again, uh, especially against the um, against the Seahawks this week because. Actually, there's been a lot of opportunities for uh, receiving quarterbacks against the Seahawks. You look back at what happened last week where uh, Christian McCaffrey caught six of his eight targets for 30 yards. Uh, The week before that, actually, uh, Chuba Hubbard Hubbard actually had three catches in and of its own right. And uh, Raheem Blackshear got one, so there's four catches uh, already. And then even Dante Foreman got one, so that's five total catches for the running back position. Isaiah Pacheco does not take too many of those. So basically all of those would probably be going to um, to McKinnon. So I, I just, again, I think that there's there's uh, something to be had. Josh Jacobs even had six catches against this, uh, this Seahawks team. So give me Jarek McKinnon with at least four catches at plus money. Uh, make my day. Yeah, I like that one too because it's another game where Bad weather, high wind. So I, I don't think this Chiefs team is going to be able to throw the ball downfield. A lot of check downs, a lot of uh, underneath stuff for Mahomes, which sets up McKinnon getting some dump down stuff. And I think he can get over that uh, prop that you're talking about. Yes, sir. I mean, look, if for nothing else, my fantasy team would appreciate it as well. It is it is going for a uh, another chance for a championship. So I want another playoff win under the belt. Yeah, no doubt. That's uh, why you got to listen to the old-fashioned football podcast with Jay Mark and his wife. I know, I love that show. In fact, spoiler <laughs> alert: my my old-fashioned shirt will be coming from the merch store very very soon. Yeah, go check out the merch store. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. There is, there is. Well, then we'll tell you about the merch store. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to break down the rest of our props. But let's step away to tell you not just about the merch store, but also to ask you about WinBet. Did you know that WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network? If you didn't, now you do. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the DGENs only, hashtag DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. You get great odds, great promos, great payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Always limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to chain terms and conditions on winbet.com. Must be 21 and older and present in the state. Playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Football bingo is back, and this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. It's free to play, and every bingo gets $100 SGPN gift card. This is exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, speaking of Christmas Day, I think my props are heading that way on the Sunday slate of games. I'm not sure about yours, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hit up the next player prop that you've got going on. I'm going to go to uh, the Cleveland game. Cleveland, New Orleans, they are calling for temperatures. I'm seeing uh, it's going to be 10 degrees and 30-mile-an-hour winds, fog. So, uh, yeah, football's back, baby. <laughs> I am going to take... I'm going to take Taysom Hill over 36 and a half rushing yards. I also see a prop out there over under 
rush attempts, half half a rush attempt. So if you see that at a book, hammer the over because I don't think anybody's going to be throwing the ball in these elements. It's going to be a game. I mean, the total for the game rod is sitting currently at 32. That's like Iowa football in college. So, uh, yeah, I, I, ex- I expect a heavy dose of the rush attack. So I will hammer uh, – Taysom Hill over 36 and a half rushing yards. Ugh, you know, listen, and, and it's only because Taysom Hill has burned me so many times in my past, whether it's fantasy, whether it's prop betting, whether it's betting. I'll back you on this play because you thoroughly, you do the research and, and you know, you, you know what you're talking about. But I hate Taysom Hill for betting purposes. <laughs> like he frustrates the hell out of me. Anytime I bet him or, or have him on a roster, he doesn't do anything. And then the next week, he'll blow up for, you know, yeah. double digits. And it's like, you know what, man? I'm done. He's bo- He really is boom or bust. Uh, yeah, you, you you hit the nail right on the head. Like, he he's impossible to handicap because he truly is a wild card. Like, he could come out there and they'll play him 50 snaps, and then the next week he'll play five snaps. It's, it's so... Honestly, he reflects what the New Orleans Saints are. You can't predict what Saints team you're going to get. Like, they're the most unpredictable team. They could beat anybody or they could just get drilled by 30 any week. Yeah. It's a, they're all over the place. That, and that's a, and exactly it with Taysom Hill. Which Taysom Hill are you going to get? You're going to get the guy that's yes. going to be the Wildcat or are you going to get the guy that's not going to play at all? I just. Yeah. You can I just I got to think that they're going to run the ball because they're not Dalton's over under on his passing yards is sitting at 139 and a half. Whoa. So and I kind of like the under there. I mean, I don't see these teams throwing the ball in negative temperatures in the fog and in the wind. So and and Andy Dalton already sucks to start with. So like and you add the elements. So yeah, no thank you. Yeah. No, I like it. And and look, over a half a carry uh, that is a that is a wild prop. Literally, if you can find that prop, you better hammer that because you know that all it, all it takes is for Taysom Hill to get in one snap and he's going to carry the ball. I mean, I yep. know they like to throw it with them every once in a while, but yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill is in there primarily to run the ball. So, no doubt. Uh, okay, speaking of running the ball, I, I know that we're talking about temperatures and I know we're talking about all these uh, crazy weather games, um, but. It's not going to be that crazy in Miami. Uh, so the Packers are going to Miami, and Aaron Aaron Jones. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones's rushing total is set at fifty four and a half. I'm going under on this. I get it. I know that Aaron Jones uh, is is you know an explosive back. We saw it last time against the Rams where he had ninety yards. But Aaron Jones is not really doing a whole lot outside of that he had 26 against chicago 43 against philly 40 against tennessee then all of a sudden he has 138 against dallas right but 25 the week before against the lions you want to talk about unpredictability aaron jones you can't predict his big games right and when his games aren't big they're in the 40s they're in the 30s. They're in the whatever. And Miami's uh, rushing defense is actually not that bad, uh, honestly. And if you look at what they've done, they're allowing 70.43 yards per game to uh, opposing running backs. And as far as rushing yards overall, they're top 10, allowing only 111 total. We know A.J. Dillon steals a ton of that work from Jones. And honestly, Dillon looks more explosive sometimes than does Jones. So um, this is still a running back by committee. Both of these guys may get 100 yards together, but I don't think either one of them is going to top 60 yards this this week. 
Yeah, no, I like that. It seems like this uh, Green Bay uh, passing attack all of a sudden is livening up a little bit, uh, and they're going down to the warm. So I think they aired out a little bit against this Miami secondary that's had issues as of late. So, uh, yeah, no, I like that angle, Rod. And, and not just that, but again, this is not, I don't think this is going to be a shootout shootout. I know that Miami yeah. is, is offensively explosive. I get that. I mean, obviously they've got Hill, they've got Waddle, they've got Tua, like they've got all these, all the makings of being an explosive offense. But I mean, you look at what they did against the Chargers. It was 23, 17. I'll throw Buffalo out because Buffalo, that's a get up game right there. You know, I, yeah. I'm going to liken this Green Bay game more to like a Chargers game, more to a San Francisco game where San Francisco put up 33, but they only put up 17. You know, I don't, like I said, I don't think this is going to be a, a gigantically high scoring game because the Packers don't traditionally play in high scoring games right now. Yeah, no, they're they're more of a ball control team. Uh, they're not the vintage Green Bay Packers that we're used to watching. No, sir. Um, all right, let's move on, Ryan, to your next stat or your next prop, rather, and stats mm-hmm. to back it up. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go to one that was similar to you, McKinnon. I'm seeing him over under, what am I seeing right now, 25 and a half rushing yards. I kind of touch on it. It's going to be 11 degrees in Kansas City, windy, kind of the theme. I, keep, I feel like I'm... Uh, uh, be uh, what's the, what's the term? Uh, I keep repeating myself, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it's it's the theme of the weekend. It's it's going to be cold, so I think Kansas City conservative game plan, and they're going to run the ball. And uh, I think McKinnon's going to be featured here. It's more of a conservative game plan. Yeah, I but again, I, I love any Jarek McKinnon stat because obviously I have him on my fantasy team. But also just because the, you look at what ha, what's happened over the last couple of of um, of weeks with him, it just feels like he's clicking with Mahomes. You know, Pacheco's obviously doing well, but with Ceh completely out and you know everybody just sort of settling in now. Now it's getting to the point where they're starting to settle in, and and I think. This is the part of the season where they're going to concentrate more on that running game, on not putting wear and tear on Mahomes before we get to the postseason. Um, because, you know, obviously once he gets to the postseason, you want him a little more fresh. And you can't really yeah. rest him with the way the AFC is going. So the best way to rest him, I think, is to, is to get his running backs more involved. Yeah, and I mean, we have seen it, uh, I think, four straight weeks now with the Seattle rushing defense. I mean, uh, Josh Jacobs a couple weeks uh, ran all over them. Uh, Even Cam Akers with the Rams ran all over them. Then we saw Carolina run for over 200 yards. And then last week, your Niners, Christian McCaffrey goes over 100 yards and beating a dead horse. That's the term. I I hate when I'm talking. I can't think of what I was going to say, and then it comes right back to me. So, yes, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with uh, keep talking about these cold temperatures, but that's just, yeah, I, I love McKinnon this weekend with you. I, I love him through the air, through dump-offs, and just straight-up carries. Me too. Uh, although I think I think they change it now to feeding a dead horse. I don't know. I, I'm not part of that police department, but uh, I think it's, yeah, whatever. Um, all right, I will join I you on that. <laughs> I can't either. I don't even know. Uh, all right, but I like that one as well. Good one, good one, good one. Uh, all right, I'm going to move over to mine, and for my last, well, what am, yeah, my last actual player prop is a uh, defensive stat or defensive prop because you know me, I, I like to hand out the defensive and special teams ones. Um, yep. I'm going to go to New England. I'm going to go to Matthew Judon. His sack total is set as uh, 0.75. They don't want to give me. They don't want to give me a half sack because that's probably too easy of a bet. Um, but they're going to give me over three quarters of a sack, which means he's got to at least get one. 
This is slightly juiced less than the uh, under. I'm going to take over. So I'm going to say that he does get at least a sack in this game. This is at minus 105. Look, Judon is a beast. We've known this. We see it every week. We hear it every week. Um, Dude's got 50 total tackles this season, six sacks already on the season, which, again, may not sound like a lot, but he is a fierce, fierce player. Um, and, and he had a sack and a half last week against Arizona, a sack and a half against the Jets, um, three sacks against Indy. That was basically his, his total coming out party in front of everybody. So the, the reason that I think he's going to get over or at least one sack in this game is that Joe Burrow gets sacked a lot. <laughs> In fact, yes. Joe Burrow is among the most sacked in the league, top 10 easily. Cincinnati's allowing 2.9 sacks per game, uh, you know, three sacks at least, pretty much, give or take, per game. And if you're telling me that somebody's going to get to Joe Burrow on the New England Patriots, my money's on Matthew Judon. Like I said, the dude's a beast. I don't think he's going to be denied. This is going to be a very sloppy game. You said it already. Joe Burrow's not going to have a whole lot of time to look for open receivers because there probably won't be many. So uh, I like Matthew Judon to get a sack in this game, especially at minus 105. Yeah, no, I like that angle as well. And we touch on it like this is this is this is it for New England. I mean, they lose this game, their season's pretty much over. So it's going to be a very, very spirited effort, I think, from Belichick in that group. I agree. I agree. Again, uh, this is going to be Joe Burrow under pressure quite a bit. So yes, uh, I like it. Um, all right, are we into our touchdown props? Or do I you have one more are. left? Uh, no, I, I gave out five, so I'm ready to give out some touchdowns. I, I think I'm more appreciative of, of uh, Moonoff trying to keep track of everything uh, <laughs> now on this propcast. Okay, let's give out some touchdown props, shall we? Let's do it. Um, I'm going to go to uh, the Philly-Dallas game, and I'm going to go Zeke. Anytime touchdown, I'm seeing it at uh, plus 100, so even money. It seems like whenever Zeke and the Cowboys get in these spotlight games, they go back to running the ball for some reason, which I don't know why they don't do every week because um, clearly Dak is very uh, turnover prone. And look at what Zeke's done against the Eagles over the years. He's uh, he's rushed for uh, – where where my uh, – sorry, pulling up my browser right now. Um, they met a couple weeks ago, and he went for 6.2 yards a carry and a touchdown. That was with Cooper Rush. Uh, Dane to last year, uh, he had two touchdowns in their meeting, and he just seems to always get up for these Eagle games for some reason. I think it's uh, both the Eagles and Cowboys both circle this game. Like when the schedules come out, Eagles, the Eagles and Cowboys are both like, when do we play the Eagles or when do we play the Cowboys? So uh, Christmas Eve, spotlight game. I'll take Zeke anytime touchdown plus 100. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, I have a, hopefully I have a job in the new year. <laughs> uh, you know, and Zeke, obviously, the, the narratives around Zeke over his career has been ridiculous. You know, he comes in and takes the league by storm. Everybody loves Zeke, yeah. feeds Zeke, gives Zeke. Over the last couple of years, I feel like that shine is just completely worn off. And it's, you know, oh, yeah, Zeke's still a good runner. And yet, he's not even old. <laughs> I know. No, he just he, he he's got a lot of mileage on him for only being in what his sixth year because he did come and take the league by storm in twenty. Him and Dak. I mean, they both came in and I mean that first year, what they went fourteen and two. It just they haven't gotten any better. That's what's been crazy about the Cowboys. And I mean, they really like when they don't win a Super Bowl during this era, they're really going to look back and be like they missed an opportunity because their defense is good enough to win it. Their skill positions are good enough, but. They're the Cowboys, and they always find a way to 
screw it up. <laughs> and it's strange. You figure Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, Dak, they got Zeke, everybody. Pollard, yeah. right? That's on the offense. The Diggs yeah. and and uh, yep. yeah, Van Der Esch. It's like, guys, what are you doing? Well, and everybody talks about how loaded the Niners roster is, and the Niners roster is loaded, but the Cowboys are right there toe-to-toe with them in terms of, like, having dudes. It's like, but the Niners don't choke, and the Cowboys do. We saw it last year in the playoffs. Promo code Dallas sucks. (laughs) The Niners don't (laughs) choke until it's a Super Bowl or a uh, championship game. Ten-point lead, yeah. Uh, Not to rub salt in wounds. (laughs) So, the next prop... Uh, all right, no, honestly, I'm going to move over to my next prop before we go down the Niners rabbit hole. We could sit here for hours talking about that. Um, all right, I'm going to move to the Minnesota game against the New York Giants. I'm taking Jester Jefferson anytime touchdown. I get that it's minus 140. You might feel pukey about taking a minus 140 bet, but... You know, my buddy Cody in the NASCAR Gambling Podcast always says, you only pay the juice if you lose. I can't see you losing a Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown bet. Justin Jefferson's just a stud. He's he's had a touchdown in three of his last four games. Seven overall this season. I mean, it, it's just not even fair. Uh, obviously, Kirk Cousins loves him some Justin Jefferson. This game is not in primetime. Uh, this game is a normal, <laughs> a normal scheduled game, uh, for, for, I mean, it's what it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas gate game, right? No, no, it's not. Yeah. No, 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 no it's no. Christmas Eve. Christmas it's Christmas Eve, Eve. Is tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's, it's a, it's a kind of typical normal, uh, uh, game. It's a full slate game. It's not a, a primetime game. So, so Kirk Cousins can do good. We'll do good. We'll give Justin Jefferson a touchdown catch. Uh, a wide receiver has caught a touchdown against the Giants, at least one touchdown in three straight games. Uh, going back to your commanders, obviously they did that twice. Uh, but McLaurin got in the end zone. Uh, Jahan Dotson got in the end zone against them. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith got in the end zone against them. And then, of course, Jahan Dotson did it again in the rematch. So, uh, if you're telling me that only one wide receiver can catch a touchdown for the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to give that to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, no, I like that angle. And, you know, uh, the Giants give up should give up more touchdowns if they just call pass interference uh, in the end zone <laughs> <laughs> or, or not a uh, legal formation randomly to uh, wave off a touchdown. But, uh, yeah, we won't talk about that game. Uh, yeah, no, I like that angle. This Giants defense, like you said, they're suspect. Vikings... Uh, It'll be interesting. We'll see if the Vikings don't fall down 33 nothing again this week. Oh, man, could you imagine if they did? I Oh, my I, God. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, even if they do, then I'll definitely give Justin Jefferson an opportunity to catch a touchdown in that game. No doubt. Yep. So, uh, all right. Your last TD prop. You know, I'm going to give out a special here uh, in honor of Christmas and Christmas Eve. A little Christmas parlay here. I'm going to parlay arguably the two best running backs in the NFL. I'm going to parlay Derrick Henry to score a touchdown, minus 150, and Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown. Your guy, Christian McCaffrey, minus 150 as well. That goes for plus 175. So uh, get rid of the juice, parlay them together, and get a nice little uh, price right there, I think. Two well, best running backs or two hottest running backs in the NFL right now. And and you know that Derrick Henry is going to break off a you know a hundred yarder for a touchdown, so that'll cash that yeah. right there. Yeah. And you know McCaffrey, I I I love McCaffrey to score a touchdown. This, in fact, I I basically said take it as a first touchdown. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. 
But in my opinion, I think this is the week where they really do lean on Christian McCaffrey on that first drive. And, and maybe they bring in, well, they, they haven't really brought in uh, Mason yet to spell him in, in that first drive. So it's all McCaffrey. And, you know, you got to think that at some point he's going to score the first touchdown of the game. So um, I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm a little worried about McCaffrey tomorrow for my team. Yeah? Well, I know it's for <laughs> you too, but... Yeah, he's he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's hashtag good at football. I agree. Yeah, and he it seems like he's uh, rejuvenated ever since he got to the Bay Area. He's been all it's been an awesome fit. I think it's there's a comfortability in being back yeah. in the area where he went to college, right? I mean, yeah. obviously yep. back in the in the Bay. I know Stanford's not necessarily in the Bay, but you know, right around that area, yeah. Northern California. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be the Bay team. I mean, you got the Harbaugh connection coming from Stanford over the Niners, uh, now McCaffrey. So, yeah, no, it seems like Stanford and the Niners are always linked. Little home cooking never does anybody uh, bad. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, all right, so for my next uh, touchdown prop, let's go back to Green Bay. Uh, I think Christian Watson is going to get into the end zone. He's at plus money. He's at plus 120 to get into the end zone. I, and I looked around because I wanted to find a decent value for a shot at a touchdown. And I think Christian Watson is actually better value than a lot of folks on the board. Uh, yeah, he was he didn't find the end zone last week. But before that, he did it in Chicago. He did it in Philly twice against Tennessee, three times against Dallas. I just feel like the Rams kind of frustrated him uh, and, and, and threw the entire Green Bay team off of their script uh, and, and what Aaron Rodgers really wanted to do. Um, but of course, you know, we talk about the weather. I don't think this is going to be a long touchdown pass, but I think that at least Christian Watson has proven that he can get in and around the red zone threat and, and get in the end zone. So I, I think if Green Bay does score, that's not on the ground. It's going to be Christian Watson to score. Yeah, I like that play as well. Like you said, it seems like the passing attack is starting to come on. And uh, I know uh, I keep talking about the weather in these games. This is, to put in perspective how cold it's going to be this weekend, it's going to be 50 degrees in Miami. Oh, that's like that's like negative in Miami. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I know, I, like 50 won't affect like a prop like that just because, it, I mean, 50 degrees is not cold, but those people in Miami, they're, they're not going to leave their house. They're going to be like, I'm not used to this. Uh, all the Packers are going to be wearing their sweatshirts, or not their sweatshirts, <laughs> but their tank tops, tank tops. And, their, yeah, and their board shorts. <laughs> yeah, the, no, Looking they, for the they, wave they, to ride. The Packers are bringing that uh, Lambo freezing temperatures down to South Beach. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that I think that is crazy. I mean, I saw 50 degrees in Miami. I'm like, that's got to be a typo. It's never colder than 60 there. Well, yeah, I mean, this this weather's affecting everybody. So, sorry yep. for you guys in Miami that have to bust out the one time of the year that you got to put on your light sweater. <laughs> you bought that coat 10 years ago, and you've worn it 10 times once a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's paid for itself. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Ryan, as we always do, we're going to wrap up the show with a best bet. Which one of your bets do you feel best about? I think this is an easy one. And uh, Moonoff is going to give this out as well. Derrick Henry, over 109 and a half rushing yards against the Texans. I think he's got a chance to double it again. I mean, the guy... Death taxes, Derrick Henry owning the Texans. So, uh, yeah, I'll take over 109.5. I think he goes for close to 200 again because he's going to carry the ball 30 to 40 times. Yeah, I mean, depending on the juice, too, up to 150. Like, don't even don't even hesitate. I don't think this line's going to move much, 
over the yeah. next like few hours. But if if public money starts coming in and hammering, I, I would still take it up to like one fifty if you missed out on it. So uh, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, I, I'm going to stick uh, with my Jarek McKinnon. I I really do think that he's going to catch at least four passes in this game. Um, again, I just I think Kansas City over the last few games have have seen exactly what value McKinnon brings to their passing game. And, and I think now Mahomes, as if Mahomes needs any sort of chance to get familiar with somebody or get comfortable with somebody, it seems like instant, instant uh, chemistry as soon as he takes a field with people. But yeah, they've started to develop a little bit of a rapport and you know, that's, that's important with a guy like, uh, like Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, I, I think McKinnon's going to get to four catches. I like it because it's a plus 135. And uh, I just feel like it's a good way to start your your Saturday off in the in the green. I agree with you there, Ron. Uh, all right. Well, listen, that was a pretty packed show. I think we did fine to get through all of it and uh, give everybody some some good stuff to chew on for the the next yeah. couple of days. Yeah, and no, I'm the substitute teacher, third man in the booth. Glad to glad to be on and uh, fill in when needed. Absolutely, man. And I'm telling you, uh, the the rapport, the chemistry, right? Because the NFL gambling podcast is our thing. Uh, it didn't yep. take much for us to to settle into this role. No, not at all. Uh, all right. Well, then, Ryan, as we wrap things up for real, uh, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you all over this great big world of ours. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Mac. I'm used to saying check out uh, on YouTube right now because it's right there, but this one's audio only. So uh, those listening at Moneyline underscore Mac, also in the Discord, hit me up whenever, man. Uh, Love talking with some of our fans. So uh, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas once again. I mean, it's it's a special time of year, and us at SGPN really do appreciate all the love and support, and uh, we're looking to take this thing to another level in 2023. Hell yeah. It has been a fantastic year so far. Thank you all for supporting us. And of course, happy holidays to you. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate Festivus. I know that that just is a thing too. Uh, but whatever, however you celebrate this season, uh, once again, we, we wish you all the happiest of holidays. Thank you all for joining us on this journey this year. We've been appreciative. You can follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Get in that discord. Uh, talk to us. Go f- check out the merch store doesn't matter if Christmas is about to be here or if you you know miss out on a present have a little gift to yourself that that's it just order it and wait for it and it'll be Christmas mm-hmm. delay the Christmas spirit uh, as it were but um, all right for Ryan for myself for moon off for everybody at the SGPN thanks again for listening uh, I think this is the last one for the year the last propcast for the year for the NFL game or the NFL side of it so uh, we'll catch you guys next year uh, and until next time let's break these books off and let it ride